Hey, welcome back to Luxury Code, where we get into the minds, the mindset, the marketing, the business building strategies of luxury real estate professionals. Today, our guest, Maytel Tom from Laguna Beach and really working coastal Orange County, California. Last year, closed over $200 million in volume in 2021. And as we're recording the show today, she's on pace to do $300 million in sales. Yes, as the market is going backwards, she's moving forward, helping even more clients. So welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So, you know, we just shared the stage together at the summit. So if you were at the summit, whether you're listening or watching right now, um, I was just complimenting how, how just how great her energy was and the insights. So we wanted to do this show to sort of further some of those conversations. Um, it goes without saying, as you're listening to this right now, inflation, the economy, the stock market, certainly impacting some luxury buyers, a war in Ukraine and Russia. There's just a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace. And yet, I tell you, you're on pace to do $100 million more than you did last year. Why are you winning? Help us understand that. I think in this market and every change, it's just really about doubling down. That's exactly what we did during the pandemic. Yeah. I really feel that right now it's almost like a pandemic for the economy, right? And it's just about looking at the big picture, just looking up and and it's always about the big picture. It's really easy to get sucked into the negativity that everyone hears, you know, things coming at you from different directions, from the news. And at the end of the day, it's just about sticking to what you really know best and really going down to your why, why you do what you do. And we really here to serve people and doubling down on that. You know, we have extreme responsibility right now to serve our clients more than any time, really just exactly like it was during the pandemic. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, we go through life, we go through the rhythm and everything just happens because we create, hopefully everyone creates their habits, right? Of, morning routines and everything just kind of gets sucked into the norm. And when a change like that, that is so dramatic happens, obviously it creates the fear and being the agents with the boots on the ground. We know we have the conversations with those clients. We have the responsibility to deliver the true information of what's going on what are the opportunities where is it going even if not necessarily you buy right right this second or yes. or sell your home right now we're here for the long term right so um i always laugh you know spider-man said so he said it best right with great with great power comes great responsibilities and that's how i feel it is we have we great we have great knowledge and and we feel and we have the conversations with boots on the ground every day we, we have to transfer that to our clients. Yes. It just feels like a real duty. So to answer your question, it's really about doubling down on your work ethic and doubling down on your mindset. I love it. And, you know, we talked so much about the summit, you know, the sort of, you know, how can you double your business? You could double your leads. You could double your conversion. And the last one was like double on your execution, double on the plays, you know, that are working. So I, I actually wrote down, as I always take more notes probably than the average podcast interviewer, uh, you're doubling down on your routines, you're doubling down on what works, it's more honest conversations, it's always coming from a place of service, whether they buy now or they don't, you're here to just inform people about what their options are. 
for people, just so they have context, if they've never met you before, give them a little insight on your background because you're a little more disciplined than the average person. Well, yes, I uh, served in the Israeli Air Force. I was a captain for four and a half years. And um, yeah, I do. I went to law school and business school after that. And I do believe that um, it allows you to develop habits that are just not anything that I would give up. I mean, I wake up every morning. I do my morning routine in terms of our, my meditation, my workout. Now it, it's just about doing it double the time and just really being able to be up out there and serve people in the really highest level possible. So, and that's really something that I in, embed and have a lot of conversations with my team. It's just really about sticking to uh, your routine and even exceeding that, meaning raising your standards now than any time and not giving up. And that is just really the, the, more, the most crucial thing you can do in terms of, like you're saying, doubling on your phone calls, doubling on everything else. But it's just, you know, we're all people, right? We go yes. through life and we just kind of, it's easy to get sucked into the negativity. So get away from that. The negativity is contagious. Just focus on what you know best and don't ever, ever give up. I can, I think for the person listening right now, they're like, wait a minute, okay, she was a captain in the Israeli military air force and then got a, a law and a business degree. Why did you go into real estate? So, you know, I really never knew that that was my calling, but I truly, with all my heart, believe I was always an entrepreneur, always had the ability to um, find what's the new thing. How can I solve problems? How can I help people? It's all about to leave a mark in this world. And that's really what it's all about. And I truly believe in that. I actually had to experience that that concept that we live once truly on a personal level when I lost my dad in a really tragic accident when he was 61. So you go through life and you think that you're excelling and you're really performing at the highest level possible. And then something happens that really reminds you in the strongest way possible that you really live once. You really do. Yes. So... If you're not going to leave a mark, it's just what, what did we do here, right? So my goal was always always to leave a mark in this world. And I really find my calling in a way doing it through real estate because I truly believe with all my heart that I'm here to help people to net, to move to their next stage in life. The, the way that we help people and, and have our clients being all past clients and referrals, it's just feels so impactful that we really do it one transaction at a time. That's why I really believe that our responsibility now more than ever is really to, to be there for our clients. They need us now more than ever to create the right strategy. Even if this strategy is not buying tomorrow or selling tomorrow, we're yes. here for the long haul, but just helping them getting out of the mud of the negativity. You live once. What's your goals? You're really not buying or selling because of interest rates or whatever the world is doing. The world will do whatever the world is doing, right? Yes. But you have a bigger goals. It's about the bigger picture. What's the lifestyle that you want to allow yourself? And let me help you remind you of your own goals and your own whys in, in a way. Yes. 
It's interesting. Uh, your our, our mutual good friend Tim Smith. We just did a show together, uh, a live show, and and you two share that same mindset, which is selling luxury is selling a lifestyle. It it is what's most important to you. Now, I I want to back up though because you said you said a word that is very important to me: habits. So I, I read a, a research piece by Alan Stein, who's a wonderful author. I'll introduce you. He'll probably be with us at one of the events coming up. He said, Tom, if you want to be successful in the development of habits, forget 21 days, forget, you know, 90 days, 67 days, all this, you know, these data points around how long it takes to develop the habit. He said, here's what we know in the most recent study. If you just try and master one thing, you have an 85% chance of installing that habit into your DNA, into your routines. The moment you say, I'm going to take on two habits, you drop from 85% down to a 40% success rate, 40% installing those two habits. If you go for three, which how many people do we know that start the new year and say, this is the year I'm going to work out. I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to make my prospecting calls every day. The data shows you have a 3% chance of installing any one of those. What's your best hack? Cause you're disciplined. That's what I see in you all the time. Like you're elegant, right? You're amazing at what you do. It's your habits and disciplines that make you so great. What have you done in the past? Or do you recommend for the listener if they want to really get some habits, right? I really think it's about just doing it. I don't, I never set goals in new years or on a Monday or on a Sunday, the goals are set on a regular basis. It's always me against me. Mm -hmm. And it's just how I can unlock and unleash that everyone has greatness, right? So how do you take that and unlock that? Mm -hmm. So it's just really believing that you can do it and just doing it. And you yes. know, the best part is doing it when it's hardest, right? The days that I don't feel like, um, well, I'm always going to do it. The days that I don't feel like going on that run, yeah. I'll do it on purpose and I'll do it harder. And you know why? I'll run faster and I'll run harder just to test my own limits because it's always me against myself. Yes. And the great thing is that even if you did not succeed with installing those, this specific habit, you don't have to wait until tomorrow to do it. You can try again in the next hour, the yes. next afternoon, the next minute, every second that you have, you, it really needs to be utilized to the best. And I think that's really what it comes down to really understanding that once you create those habits, they create a certain framework to your life that free it, it, it creates certain freedom in a way because it really allows you to do the things that you want to do because you already checked all the boxes that you know that if you will do every day on a regular basis, they'll move you to the next step. So those are just habits and, and behaviors that allow me to create and gain freedom. So it's just as, as simple as it sounds, it's just about doing it. And if you did not succeed in doing it, do it again. Yes. Yes. You, uh, that was a mic drop moment when you said your habits create the framework of your life and every listener right now, you know, as you're listening to this, you can look at your life and if you're not happy with the results you're producing, look first to your habits, look first to your routines. Right? Totally agree. I yeah. agree a hundred percent. It's just because that's, I mean, it's like a picture, right? Once mm -hmm. you install habits, they're automatic. They're, they're happening. And you know what? It's nice to look into your habits once in a while and kind of have self-reflection and right. change them on or 
upgrade them. But once you do that, you don't have to think about anything else. You already checked the boxes on the good things that you needed to do in your day. And now it's time to take it to the next level. Right. I, it's so interesting you say that. I was chatting with my wife this morning who said to say hello. And uh, we were talking about habits in the early stages of our career, habits when we had young children versus habits when our kids were older and at later stages of our career. And now as empty nesters, you know, it's, it, you could even take the pandemic, the non-pandemic, right? It's like, I think you constantly have to reevaluate. Yes, I've got this habit down, but is it serving me the way it did when I first installed it? When I needed to get to that discipline? Well, now I've got it. So what's the next thing? Do you do some of that sort of sort of introspective work as well? So true. I really, truly believe in that. I mean, life, it, it's dynamic, right? I yes. mean, our kids, I just put my oldest in college and I have two more. And every day it's, it's a new challenge, a new surprise, right? right. But yes, looking into your habits and, and modifying them. And just, again, I really believe that it's every day it's you against you. It's me against me, yeah. right? How do I, how do I get the better out of me and you always say that and i always laugh but really not but it's so true my biggest motivation is that we're all gonna die and we're right. all you don't know when you're gonna die right that's my biggest motivation and i truly experienced it on a personal a, such a personal level that it's installed in me in a way that i really want to take advantage of every moment and and do the right thing, leave the impact. And those habits are my, my fast path to get there. Yes. Uh, for my friend listening, I would encourage you to go to Google and type in, in the search bar, death clock, and then answer the four or five questions. And what I did, you've seen me do this before, where I actually will write the date that based upon, you know, my health, my habits, my longevity, whatever, male, female, what year I was born, all these questions that they give you, this algorithm essentially spits out this arbitrary date. But when I look at it and I realize this death clock says I only have 35 years left, it, it forces me to say, life is short, what am I going to do? For some people, you'll think that's strange, but I would argue it's exactly why you need to do it because you, you probably need a, a little shock to your system, especially if you're allowing yeah. the economy and all these things to impact you in a way. It's why they're listening to this show. But, Mattel, so I want to ask you rapid-fire questions. You ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, what marketing is working for you right now? Having conversations, a lot of it, and education, educational videos and reels, just quick ones to install the information and deliver everything we hear on KCM from yes. you. We just transferring that. Love it. So you went right to video too, which is great. So, so for the person listening, conversations means open houses, prospecting, talking to past clients, talking to sphere. It's all that, right? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent and double and more than yeah. ever before. And having more close conversations with our clients that are sellers that it just double everything up. That's yes. the time to do it. So you're going right to my next question, which is how are you managing sellers expectations in this market? It's just really beyond the fact that we're having a lot of conversation is, is really looking at what is the competition right now? I know the habit is to look on comps and past comps, mm -hmm. 
I don't really care about those right now. Right now, what I care about is to look at what is your buyer pool and what is the active inventory that is available? What is our competition in the market? Mm -hmm. So two things, we have to price a property in an appropriate way. That is just pricing is just really crucial. And second, you have to prepare your home to look picture perfect because this is not time to be sloppy about presentation. It's not time to be sloppy about anything. The expectations of everyone's high, especially in our market when people are really buying into a lifestyle, they buy something because they choose to buy it. I mean, this month we closed 28 million. So there are opportunities out there. People are out there. They're still Mm -hmm. buying. So and by buyers, the way, as we're re- as we're recording this, it's only the 18th of the month, and she's already had 28 million dollars in closings. Congrats! Sorry to interrupt. But it's just to show that the, what people hear yeah. is a lot of times really different from reality. Yes. So, especially in our market, that we really sell lifestyle, and it's just really again about the big picture. So, I think for the person listening right now is is maybe to make up a list of. What are you selling in your marketplace? Is it proximity? Is it lifestyle? Is it, you know, proximity can be like proximity to the mountains, proximity to the ocean, proximity to the the city, to business, right? It's knowing that, but I love the buyer pool versus competition. That's a great, that's just great language for everybody to add in. So speaking of language, so you talked about managing seller's expectations, right? Looking at buyer pool, competition, pricing, you know, you can't have anything be sloppy. What are you doing differently now that you weren't doing, say, a year ago on your listing appointments to make sure people understand today's prices versus, you know, the, the typical, hey, but my neighbor down the street sold six months ago and they got a record price and we want to beat that? It's just really about knowing your inventory, knowing your data, data to the T. Mm-hmm. If you're the knowledge broker, all the nice presentations, I kind of put it aside. I don't even go through presentations with numbers were number yep. one and all that. Yeah. I don't care about that right now. Let's have real conversation one-on-one and see, tell yep. me what your goals are. Tell yes. me where you want to get, I'll get you there. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what would be the strategy to build, to get you there. Cause yes. I know the, the other properties inventory is still low. If, if we, we still have really low inventory right. and if you position yourself, yourself, right it will, will get you there and in a really high level because it's happening and that's what we're doing. Yes. So, so knowing the coastal SoCal market or the New York city market or the Aspen market or the Jackson Hole, Wyoming market, cause I'm, you know, constantly talking to everybody and I'm in those markets. I keep seeing, or, or it appears that properties that are four years or newer trade really fast. And once you get beyond five years or older, there's just something about maybe the style and maybe it's, 10 years or 15 years. And even if it's in a premium location, there just, there just seems to be less demand. Why is that? I think we need to bring some fresh into the game. And that's what we tell sellers, you know, sometimes it will be a new paint coat, right? A new uh, staging just to make it feel fresh and exciting. I really think that people are, that are buying right now are buying because they want to. Okay, they buy because they choose to get into this lifestyle. So when someone walks into the house, it's more of an emotional purchase Mm -hmm. because they understand their goals. They understand that they want to get to this lifestyle sooner than better. And even if they have to refi within a year or so, they don't get really distracted by the, you know, everyone 
the bad word, right? Recession or right. what's coming and all this fear. They're not buying because of really the the interest rate in, in a certain point, right? Yes. They're buying because they really understand their longer picture, the longer gain. And I think more than ever, people have the need to get there. I think the pandemic and really reminded people in a way that what are you waiting for? Yes. You wanted to be by the beach. You wanted to get to your lifestyle faster. You can die tomorrow, right? I mean, here is the pandemic showed us anything, um, showed us that than anything. I mean, we were running to find to fight for toilet paper, right? Right. So I think people still have that automatic mindset, and it's about reminding them that you you have your lifestyle and you have your goals. So getting it faster is just really, you know, why not? Yes. So some luxury buyers, and certainly many of our luxury clients, are, are hearing things from buyers like, well, this is my market to get a deal, right? Are you, are, how are you helping that luxury buyer who maybe is just deal hungry to realize that there may be some deals, but with other prices or other properties, I should say, there really aren't any quote unquote deals to be had. What are you experiencing and what is your advice? So the the properties that are newer construction really trade at the highest price possible and we still see competition and activity. If there is no single levels in Corona del Mar anymore and at this price point and you think you can get a deal, you're dreaming. I mean, right. it's just having the real conversations with buyers mm -hmm. if you don't buy this it's fine but you may wait five years for something else to come that is exactly like that because it's harder to get the newer construction it's mm -hmm. just that that's just the, the the fact right so at the end of the day when you find something in in our market that is really the property that suits your needs your lifestyle something and a property like that may not come for a long time in Laguna Beach, every location is just so different. Yes. If you're not going to go for it right now, a property like that may not come ever. So what will pass and it will shall pass the whole, you know, economy, it will it will recover. We'll get there. And the expectation is not really bad. No, it's not doom and gloom. There is no sharp decline next year. Inventory is still low. And it's just really about having the real conversations and not be afraid to have those real conversations with the client because that's what they count on you for. Yes. If you're not going to have those real conversations, you're not serving your client right. And, and what I'm hearing and, and I just, I love is, you know, know your market inside and out, tell the truth, have conversations about what it's going to take, why they're doing this. What is your motive for action? Always going back to that. And, and it sounds like, you know, you, you always have this air of like, unattachment like I'm just you're just gonna tell people the truth you're gonna deliver value you know your market inside and out and they're gonna do what it you know it's like it's, uh, Steve Harney would always say trust the fact that people if you give them the right information they're smart enough to make a good decision that that's yes, what I'm sensing absolutely. with you yeah absolutely we're here to serve like that and if we don't do that we're just not doing the right thing and yes. we are about doing the right thing always Always. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with one last question, but it's a, it's a doozy. You ready? 
doozy. Yes. Did I just say doozy on my own, own pie? Hi, it's, hi, I'm 107. It's a doozy. All right. So you ready? Here's the question. Someone listening right now is trying to break into luxury. Someone listening right now is in the luxury marketplace, but maybe might tell they've just, they've just lost a little their mojo. So my question was, if you were starting over or restarting your career, because you kind of lost your mojo a bit, what would your first five moves be? I would definitely join a team that shares similar core, core values as you in terms of mindset and work ethic. Being in an environment and surrounding yourself in, with an environment and people that inspire you every day. And that's really what my team does for me as well. Mm -hmm. We are all about just doing the right thing, serving our clients and sharing similar core values. So we elevate and lift each other every day to make it happen. So surrounding yourself with environment that you want to be, that you aspire to be, yes. it's a no brainer. That's really what it is. And being willing to, you know, what used to work that just kind of sitting there and things will just happen and money will start kind of uh, falling from the sky and clients will just be dropping down in your feet to say, hey, sell my house or buy it. it it's just that's not what's the reality right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's about connecting with people on a deeper level. And in order for connecting with people, you have to create those opportunities through doing the open houses, through having the conversations, through picking up the phone and just asking them what they feel right now about the market and maybe provide a little bit of input of what you see from what's going on without asking for anything. Just bring the value to the table and they'll find you when time comes. Right. So do the work without expecting anything in return and just work ethic. Like there's really nothing more than that. I mean, yes. no one's really ever succeeded without putting the work into it. And if that's your expectation, just find something else to do. I really feel that in our market, in our real estate, performing at the highest level really goes a long way. I agree a hundred percent. So join that's a team what, from the women. Yes. I, so join a team based on core values, be in the right environment, right? Be around people that are doing the work. And then I loved you said connecting with people and, and we both get that. Thank you for then saying at open houses, making your phone calls, right? You're Tim, Tim Smith, Andy C. Some of these legendary uh, Stephanie Younger, who we did the case study on. 400 open houses last year in her market. Andy is so competitive. He's like, I think we did 450 open houses. These are men and women that work super luxury markets, right? You know, $3 million average sales prices, and they're doing open houses at scale. Do you recommend that for someone starting over? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Open houses are an incredible opportunity to have people step into your office. Yes. In a way, instead of chasing people, Open house is just let's have it's 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 appointments that are happening with people that are coming with the intention to talk about real estate. Not necessarily have to be about this specific home, but just about hearing what you have to say. So so you've been so generous with your time. You've delivered a lot of value. I have like three pages of notes in front of me. If somebody wants to reach out, go deeper with you, ask a few more questions. What's the best way for them to connect with you? DM me at me, Tal Tub 
or uh, text, call, anyway. Just call, I'll be there. Cool. So, and it's M E I T A L T A U B on Instagram. Yes. And yes. I love that you're like, you could just DM me, slide into my DMs and ask me a question about my luxury real estate business. I love it. Yeah. All right, my dear. Yes. Well, I'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for contributing on today's show. I hope you as the listener are watching this, took some notes as I did. There was a lot of great insights around habit and routines. Well, yes. No, one more thing I just, uh, I wanted to add. Don't be afraid to double up on investments as well. You know, Tom, I don't know if you know, but we opened an office a real estate office boutique here in Laguna Beach, in the heart of the village, yeah. invested a lot of money to create that environment, that open space for people to come in and um, talk to us about real estate. And just don't be afraid doing that. It will come out and, and double in return. Yes. And there's no doubt there's lots of ways you can make investments in your business that making phone calls, doing open houses, you know, getting your space right. All of that works. So thank you again, my dear. Thank you so much thank for watching you. this show. Make sure you share it with a friend or two and we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Thanks so much. Take care.